You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendias. I'm a fantasy analyst over at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the NFL season is about to begin and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. August 30th through September 8th, the Locked On NFL Podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast to tune in beginning August 30th. Welcome to another episode here at the Locked on Rams pod. This is your Wednesday episode of the week going into the final and last preseason game before we get a week or two break. And then, of course, the kickoff to the 2021 NFL season. But before we get there, my man Brad Motter is on the other line. Brad, we have yet to discuss... What happened in the last game? This is our first conversation since, obviously, preseason of week two passed. And I think we've got a lot to talk about. Of course, the listeners have listened to me talk about it ad nauseum. And, you know, guys that I thought stood out, I obviously try to break down some of the interesting numbers as well. When you look back to this past preseason game, and maybe even combine it with the first one, but uh, who stood out to you in this game? What were some of your takeaways? And I know that you kind of mentioned you wanted to talk about one player that, of course, you know, had a pretty good game. But I'm kind of curious to hear your thoughts on, you know, what you thought of the Rams contest in week two. Yeah, listening to you kind of talk about this fresh after the game, a lot of nodding the head, right? Talking about those guys on the interior defense that just started making plays. And, and that's a position we got a ton of depth. So, you just understand how hard this challenge is for these coaches to come and cut this roster down as a lot of players have been out there, uh, you know, proving their value or kind of, you know, showing their toughness through playing through injuries. Guys like Robert Rochelle, you know, comes to mind playing with a cast and, and just getting on the field. He is not to be missing out on his chance to get some playing time uh, and to make the roster. Uh, so it's been kind of fun watching those guys offense. Obviously it's been really fun watching uh, Perkins and just seeing, you know, almost what the flashbacks of like the John Wolford days in the preseason, right? Which I'm also still want to let everyone know I'm still crushed. I get no John Wolford highlights or anything to watch. And and for obvious reasons, right? He's had the surgery and they want to keep him safe. But um, man, it would have been interesting to see uh, him out there and, and how far Perkins could have maybe jumped if that was even a possibility or if he was already set in at number two. But um, just seeing the elevation of Perkins game from getting glimpses of him previously was pretty fun to watch on that offense side of the ball was really kind of that big highlight. Obviously, uh, watching the tight end situation is always uh, fun to watch. Kendall Blanton, who's been around forever, it feels mm-hmm. like, and just kind of hanging around the bottom of that roster and looks like he'll probably be right there again, right? Maybe on the practice squad. Um, where does Hopkins and, and Jacob Harris, you know, play out? Johnny Munt, obviously I haven't seen much of him. Tyler Higby, not a snap. Uh, so it, it will be interesting as we get closer to kind of like McVay's got to tighten up this roster and really set these depth charts. Like what has some of these guys that have gotten some ability to play? Like how far can you go when the guy in front of you really isn't playing much? And so yeah. it's kind of hard to kind of say like, oh, well, Perkins jumped Wolford and, you know, all that stuff. That's probably nonsense. But you know, at a certain point, 
you know, you got to play to, you know, get that position. So it's going to be a really tough challenge. And then on the defense side of the ball that, you know, the guy that I really wanted to highlight here as most people did. And I was just kind of chomping at the bit to be able to talk about this guy's Chris Garrett, man. It's like, just like most people, like, where the heck did you come from? And can you do that again? Like, is this like a, is this a only you did this because it's preseason and it was against the second string uh, O-line or do you have skills? Some people just kind of are those guys that maybe aren't the practice players, but when it comes to game time and it's that competitive edge of like me versus you, they just find a way to make plays. And that's why this preseason is fun. You see these guys, but then he kind of goes back to, you know, we've seen many of these guys over the years and there's just, it's a numbers game. And, and a guy like Chris Garrett, may get left off the roster and we're going to be crushed because we saw this one quarter, this final drive of just play after play and some other teams probably going to pick them up. And uh, you just, you know, you hope these guys go do well, but you want them to stay in horn. So another guy I'm really interested to see, you know, we'll talk a little bit later about the upcoming game, but uh, can he repeat this? Is this kind of a one-off? He just was in the groove and, you know, that mm-hmm. left tackle who he was attacking is probably going to be, you know, no longer on a roster either in a couple weeks or, or was yeah. this actually legit? And I think that's a big question for me is um, especially at a position that is like wide open at this point, right? Um, you know, linebacker, outside linebacker. Uh, we're really just looking for anybody plus Floyd, right? And that's an mm-hmm. open competition. So uh, really curious to kind of pay attention to practice, uh, not only these games, but just practice that's happening over the next couple of weeks and see if we keep hearing his name. And, and if he can keep making plays and he gets one more chance or one more crack at it. Um, the other thing I'd ask, and I don't know, uh, is is he participating on special teams? Is that an avenue for him to get on this team? Or is it just like, hey, that was kind of cool for preseason game two, and you know, we'll see where he ends up. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure if he was out there on special teams. I'm going to assume uh, he probably was, but I don't know 100%. I'm pulling up the numbers right now on PFF, so you can take a look at that. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, if you're talking about a guy obviously trying to make the roster, like you said, you know, can you – Put that on tape again for a second time. I mean, that would obviously go a long way to helping his cause, trying to make that roster. But not only that, I mean, at this point in time, he might not even be just looking to make the roster. This guy might be trying to buy himself some actual playing time at this position, right? right I mean, right. you're looking at a position that, let's be honest here, outside of Leonard Floyd, there's not much there. I mean, you know, there's some question marks, of course, and a little bit of potential in guys like Terrell Lewis and Oboe, of course, and Justin Hollins and whatnot, but not exactly a ton of proven production, in my opinion. Now, uh, I'm looking at these numbers here, and I, uh, yeah, he played four snaps on special teams. So, you know, he's been out there a little bit as well. And yeah, that could be an avenue for him to uh, make the roster as well, which is obviously good because the more you can do as a guy that's, you know, on the back end of the roster, the better shot you have to make the roster. So that's obviously a positive. Now, I actually just remembered, I should probably drop this. The Rams did get to 80 players by the cutdown uh, date, of course, the deadline. And they did that by placing punter Johnny Hecker on the COVID reserve list, which he was already on, which kind of brings them down one spot, as well as by releasing tight end Kyle Markaway, uh, which does bring them down to 80. Now, when they do activate Hecker back on the, to the roster, they're going to go back up to 81 and they will need to release one more player but for now, they are at 80, and um, you know there hasn't been really any too difficult cuts, I would say. So, been interesting to see. You know, I think uh, pretty much we all agree in terms of what happened in the last game, and I think something that you said that was really interesting. And I guess you know we're never going to know, but I would have loved to see 
imagine getting to see John Wolford, you know, a quarter or a half and seeing Bryce Perkins come onto the field after him and seeing those two guys push each other the same way that Perkins and Hodges did in that first or second game, except Wolford and Perkins, two guys that I actually think should make this roster or, you know, are actually competitive. No offense to Doc Hodges, but never really looked like a guy that was going to stick on this roster, man. That would have been super, super fun to watch. But I think for the most part, we all agree in terms of, you know, the guys that stood out in this game, the guys that maybe we would have loved to see. And it's kind of unfortunate, like you mentioned, we just never really got to see anybody who's probably going to make the roster, you know, out of the 53 guys that are going to make up this roster going into the season. How many guys did we actually see play in this preseason? Maybe five? If that, that seems kind of crazy to me. I'm that not going to really disagree with it, but you know, I'm kind of that like, Pes- not pessimistic, but a little bit more, let's keep it safe. I would rather get to the regular season week one and be healthy and maybe a little bit rusty as opposed to lose, you know, three or four players like Cam Akers prior to the season that are super important because as we know, a lot of these injuries do occur in training camp and throughout these practices. And I would hate to trot someone out like that in a preseason game and watch them get severely injured. That would just be terrible. I mean, you look at yesterday or two days ago, the game with the Jaguars, they lose Travis Etienne, a first-round pick, to a Liz Frank injury that he suffered in that preseason game, and he's out for the entire season now. A first-round pick, which, by the way, was the Rams' first-round pick, one of the two that they did trade for Jalen Ramsey, by the way. And uh, I think the Rams are feeling pretty good about that <laughs> trade right now. No offense uh, to the Jaguars, but... I mean, a pass rusher that's a bit of a subpar in his rookie season and now a injured running back with a severe injury that's, you know, they're going to lose 20% of that rookie deal. Not great. I think the Rams are looking pretty good on that. Oh, one. yeah, but- for sure. Well, I want to I add just a couple last things here on, on yeah. Chris Garrett before we go to the second segment. I was kind of just looking this up because I remember seeing this over the weekend and and my own question of this, is this guy legit or not? Yes, he played uh, D2, but he it, he had 15 forced fumbles, which was a record in just three seasons. He had 36 ha- and a half sacks and 48 and a half tackles for loss. So this guy just finds his way around the ball. The other tweet, as I was digging for this because I knew I saw it. The other tweet <laughs> is from a man Sosa5121 when this was tweeted out and you said the Rams select Chris Garrett from Concordia. That has got to be a fake name. <laughs> so I, lo- I love it because I remember when we talked after the draft and you're like, yeah, Con- Concordia? What the heck is this? is this real college? And like, but it is funny to think this guy is so obscure, but he was getting it done. 6'4", 245. Uh, if he can get in there and create some forced fumbles and, and get some you know pressure on this quarterback, he will find his way onto this roster. But we'll have to find out here uh, what happens in game two and really what kind of how this roster shakes out. And is there a spot? Can he find his way on special teams? It's going to be tough. But, uh, man, good position to be if you're performing. That's hilarious that you found that. I totally forgot that I tweeted that. I tweeted a lot of silly, <laughs> stupid things, so kind of hard to remember everything. But now that you said that, it kind of reminded me, this is a guy with an awesome story, man. He, I remember he had to go to Concordia St. Paul because that was the only school he said that offered him a full-ride scholarship, and his family could not afford to send him off to college anywhere else. So, man, it's awesome to see him standing out. I really hope this is a guy that continues to do that, not only for the Rams' sake and for you know their pass-rushing prowess, but for his story too, man. It's good to see guys like that succeed. And uh, we talked about Travis Etienne just a second ago, one of the running backs injured in the NFL, and he's not the only one. Unfortunately, the Rams, like I mentioned on yesterday's episode, starting running back Daryl Henderson did suffer a thumb or hand injury, which we will dive into in the second segment. And then in the final segment, we'll also dive into what to look for going ahead into week three and 
finishing off the preseason for the Los Angeles Rams. Of course, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find us at QB's MEP, at LA underscore Rambling Bear, and at Locked on Rams. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including the half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, which are both open now at BetOnline. You can go head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Make sure to take advantage of this because it will not be around forever. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to horse racing, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the second segment here of this Wednesday episode. My man Brad is on the other line, and I mentioned what we are going to discuss in this segment prior to the break. And of course, the Rams starting running back after starting running back K-Makers was down and injured and basically out for the season. By the way, he posted a cool video on his Instagram story where yeah. he was walking like this weird treadmill where from the waist down, it's kind of encased in like a bubble, which I guess they do that to take a lot of the weight off your body. And he was walking on a treadmill at 70% body weight, he said, in his week five of recovery or his fifth week of recovery, which is awesome to see. I mean, the guy's moving well for a guy that tore his Achilles like, you know, just a few weeks ago. So not saying he's ready to play just yet, but this is obviously good news for him and um, his recovery, of course. But Daryl Henderson... Like we mentioned, he had a thumb injury, and in yesterday's practice, he did dress for practice, but he was in a non-contact jersey. Jordan Rodriguez of The Athletic mentioned that he had a large wrap around his left thumb, and it sounds like it's not really going to hold him out necessarily from any game-time action or anything, but it kind of brings us back to the point here. The Rams' running back situation is a little bit questionable right now. Of course, Daryl Henderson, the starter, but this is a guy that's had a lot of injury issues, and that's something that you mentioned, I want to say maybe a month ago, after K Maker suffered that injury, you know, you said Henderson's got his own injury issues. Like, can this guy really make it throughout the entire season? And now we're seeing maybe that he can't. You know, I'm not necessarily going to say that he can't, but clearly there's some concern there. And I think the Rams have a reason to be concerned. And after that, we all know the next few running backs, Xavier Jones, Jake Funk, Otis Anderson Jr., none of these guys have a single NFL carry. That brings us back to the question that I feel like we talked about, you know, ad nauseum a month and a half ago. Should the Rams go out and sign somebody? Should they go look for a name? And uh, if so, you know, what would you personally be looking for in terms of that running back too? Yeah, just looking for some depth here and some healthy bodies to kind of build some confidence in that room because you're right. Like uh, Henderson, who you mentioned, had the large wrap around his thumb and he's actually out there for practice, uh, says Jordan Rodriguez. She said that he is... Uh, doing some first team 11 on 11 drills just to carry against um, the defense, but is in that non-contact jersey, so no one's touching him. So good to see that mm-hmm. he's back out there. But man, it is um, it, it's just it makes you so nervous because behind him it starts to get really questionable, right? And we and we've seen some flashes from Xavier Jones. Jake Funk is brand new. Like I mean, there's going yeah. to be some growing pains with both of those guys. So. Even as your second back, I think you you still feel uh, like I don't want to say you feel terrible with, you know, uh, Jones and Funk behind, but you're not feeling great. And Henderson, Mm -hmm. again, has shown that he can 
play and be tough in the NFL. And he's, he's had some games and he's been able to produce some yards. And I've seen Rams Twitter going back and forth about like, don't make this guy an injury guy. But at the end of the day, he's already gotten kind of banged up twice in practice in practice. We're talking yeah. about practice. Like these guys <laughs> that we are going to be going against are not going to be going 80% when they're hitting, you know I mean? Like you're doing against your own team. And maybe that's not the case at a Rams practice. They're going a hundred percent, but I doubt it. Right. There's going to be, yeah. Some, you know, they always say you, you talk to former players, you hear them talk about like it's like getting in a car accident almost every single week and you get seven days to recoup and go back. And there's some short turnaround, especially early in this season. I am extremely worried about uh, Daryl Henderson and his longevity within this season. Like, you know, I've been talking with some friends going like, what's the over under like over under six games before he has to miss the game? Like it's going to happen. He's going to need a break at some point. He's going to need to take one game, two games, he's going to have a hip bruise. He's going to have, you know, his ankle or something. <laughs> it's going to, it's coming. It's just when, if he goes eight straight, if he starts eight straight games and is healthy for eight straight games, I would lose every dollar I'd be putting down on the table. Cause I just don't see it. And that's what scares me. And we talked about this before. I was like, you know, are the ramps broke right now? And you looked it up. They've got like what? Six, <laughs> $7 million. And yeah. this is a team last year walked into the season with like 13 cents in their pocket. They spent everything <laughs> on this roster. And I have no clue why they're taking the stand at this position at, at running back to say like, we're fine. Like, and not putting money into this. And even if it's a league minimum guy or, you know, somebody that's floating out there and you named a couple guys yesterday that could be perfect fits just to come in and be that safety net be, you don't even have to be in front of Jones or funk, but just in the mix. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you are ahead of funk. Like let's, let's be honest here. But, um, I think, I don't want to wait till Henderson gets hurt to start shopping people. Let's get him in camp now. Let's get him to learn some of this playbook. So if he does go down week four, week five, you've got a guy that's been with you for six, seven weeks that goes, oh, I know the playbook. I'll step in right now instead of like trying to find that CJ Anderson that's going to just step in and, you know, be the bowling ball and it work out. And everyone's like, oh, that that worked out perfect. It's not always going to happen like that. So (laughs) why are we holding on to $7 million unless we're, going out and buying a new center or putting it into our, you know, outside linebacker or is this rollover money now? Like when has the Rams ever done that? It's just, I don't understand. Maybe there's something going on bigger than uh, what I understand, or they're looking at other positions or they're saying, Hey, I want to go into the season with $7 million. So if, you know, a Whitworth goes down or, you know, some, one of these other guys that we don't want to go down, if they go down now, we've got some room to make some, some moves here, but at this point, I'm sitting here, you know, what's a, you know, a mill, take a mill, spend it on the running back position, get a, what'd you say yesterday, Duke Johnson or one of these guys mm-hmm. that's out there and just get them in now. So they know the playbook because I am all for Henderson. I hope I land him in some of my fantasy leagues, but I don't want him as my number one. I don't want him as my number two running back. Like I'm thinking like, you know, in my flex position and you know, at some point he's going to be going on the bench cause I'm expecting him to at least be banged up at times. Yeah, you know, I totally agree. Uh, I, I like that point that you made. It's better to get a guy in now that can learn your system as opposed to pray to the heavens that you're going to find a C.J. Anderson who, you know, obviously is a guy who's in the NFL for a long time when the Rams got him in 2018. He played in outside zone schemes in Denver for a long time. And, you know, he still needed a week or two to kind of get under his feet there and whatever. But it's not going to be the same with the most of these guys. You know, it's not going to be that seamless of a transition every single time. So I totally agree. Like, what do you really have to lose here? I mean, do you really feel good about what you have at running back right now? And if you do, 
how good should you feel? Xavier Jones is a pretty small guy. Just in case something happens to Daryl Henderson, is he a guy that can go out there and touch the ball 20 times? Is Jake Funk, a guy with two torn ACLs on the same knee, a guy that you're going to suddenly want to give the ball to 20 times a game? Or, you know, there's not a lot of assurances here on this roster. So I would personally look to add somebody like you mentioned, Duke Johnson, a guy that I really like, maybe a TJ Yeldon, a bigger bodied guy. The only thing that I can really kind of conclude here that maybe they haven't added anyone is they're just waiting for roster cutdowns. I could presume that might be what it is. I'm not 100% yeah. certain. That could and, be it too, right? Who's going to get yeah. cut throughout the NFL that's on a roster right now, that's in camp, that's in shape, and you know, and can come, and, come in and, and compete. But the other thing that, and I'll let you get back to here in a second, but the other thing is I was thinking about this as you were talking is going, put a lot of stress on Matt Stafford here too. Like if you're going to go and like, yeah. hey, by the way, you've got a third and four string running back and um, go try to make it work. It's like, okay, they're going to basically dare us to run the ball and then, mm-hmm. you know, start picking apart Matt Stafford. Now he's going back to this Lions thing where he feels like yeah. he was always carrying this team, got to pass it 40 times. And we've seen where McVay can get a little away from the um, play calling. And we saw it with Jared Goff where he's throwing 50 times a game and we're, we're so one-dimensional defenses start being able to cue off on that. So that would be my other thing is like for Matt Stafford, let's get him another running back just for some depth. And honestly, I still, I still like Henderson, but it just scares me, man. And I think that's the concern, right? Is that Rams are trending right back to what Matthew Stafford has had to deal with for 12 years. I mean, this guy's never had a good running game. He's had to throw the ball 40 times a game. And it feels like the Rams are sort of trending in that direction, especially, you know, God forbid something happens to Henderson and he misses a lot of time. Then what do you do? Then it's basically the exact same scenario that he had to go under in Detroit. And so, you know, nobody hopes for that. And I think Henderson is going to be a very productive player and a very good running back. But the issue is not a question of talent. It's a question of availability. And right now, you know, prior to the season, probably not inspiring a lot of confidence. I think it's concerning. And I think the Rams could make a move at some point. We're going to see as the roster cutdowns come, uh, you know, they got two weeks to sort of find somebody if they plan on doing that. And uh, there should be some quality names available. There's a lot of good running backs in the NFL and these teams got to cut a lot of players. So we'll see if the Rams ultimately add anyone. I think it's going to be interesting to see, of course, so far, no changes. Everything seems to be a full goal for the Rams into their final preseason game, preseason week three against the Denver Broncos. So, Brad, in the next segment, we're going to dive into what we want to see in that game. Some of our, you know, last touch, last storylines to look out for. Maybe guys that we wish we could see in this game that maybe aren't going to play. We'll talk about it all. Everything you need to know about that game in the final segment. And of course, make sure to check back in throughout the rest of the week. We're going to continue to cover everything you need to know about your Los Angeles Rams going into the 2021 season. If you guys have tried protein bars, I know that you've probably tried some that are terrible tasting, chalky. Very weird texture, not really enjoyable. And I've tried a bunch. I've went through it all. I mean, I prioritize my protein unlike any other. So if there's any one person who knows what they're talking about here, I would hope it's going to be me. You guys know how much weight I've lost over the last handful of years now. And Built Bar, I'm telling you, they make by far the best protein bars. You want to up your protein intake Find different ways to get that stuff in and you can supplement with either protein powder or a company like Built Bar who makes the best protein bars. They're absolutely delicious. They have so many different flavors above 10 bars, which is awesome. You can pick whatever you'd like. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last 
All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Wednesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I'm your host, Sosa Kremenges. My man, Brad, is on the other line. And now we're entering the final preseason week, week three. I know it's a little bit weird. They dropped the fourth game. If you've been living under a rock and don't know that, there's only three preseason games left. And every team is going to approach this game differently. Some teams may treat this as the dress rehearsal game where, you know, they're going to play their starters upwards of half the game. And I don't think we can expect that from the Rams at this point in time. I think we'd be shocked to see anybody that has not played in those first two games play in this one. So it's going to be unfortunate, especially when you don't even get to see guys like, for example, Brad and I were talking about this before we hopped on, you know, the Greg Gaineses or the Dante Dion's guys that I was really excited to see in bigger roles going into this season. And I think the Rams may be holding these guys out because they anticipate them playing in bigger roles this season. So, you know, they don't want to risk any injuries, but it's kind of weird because all of the guys that we're watching play for the Rams right now in the last two weeks, especially a lot of these guys are not going to be on the roster. Some of them (laughs) sure are going to make the roster. You know, some of them are going to stick on the practice squad, which by the way, I'm quite certain these are the same rules as last year. You get 16 practice squad spots and four players you get to protect from week to week, but you still need to cut all of these players and they still need to clear waivers before they revert back to your practice squad. So that kind of takes us right into the question here, Brad. We talked about this before uh, we hopped on. We Nobody gave an answer, so we might have the same answer. We might not here. The Rams don't typically carry three quarterbacks on their 53-man roster, and we all know how well Bryce Perkins has played. Do you take the risk of waving this guy, hoping he clears waivers, and then trying to stash him on your practice squad? Or is this guy a player that's shown you enough over the last two weeks and presumably even more so in this last week for you to actually waste, or I shouldn't say waste, but use a roster spot to stash him on your actual 53-man roster? Yeah, it's going to be really interesting, and I, I'd almost like to see this in the scenario of like McVeigh sitting down at a table with me. I'll, yeah, this is this is my fantasy, I guess. But McVeigh <laughs> sitting down at a table with me, and he slides over five names, and he's like, "All right, here's the here's the bottom five guys. I've got two spots. Who are you keeping?" Right, and that changes things up a little bit because you know if you see guys. Uh, you know, that we talked about earlier here is Lawler and Garrett there, you know, is Bryson Hopkins there who I'd probably be like, yeah, let's keep Perkins over Hopkins at this point. Right. Let's slide up mm-hmm. Harris. You know what I mean? Like it really is going to be crucial on who are those guys fighting for what spots and what depth. Right. I'd probably like a little bit trying to keep some guys at O-line because you're always worried there. But um, how is injuries, you know, kind of taken into this at the wide receiver position as you know are they keeping five now is it six at the wide receiver you know maybe I keep an extra tight end and and go lighter at wide receiver but man it'd be really hard for me to um 
you know, see the talent that Perkins has kind of displayed in front of us and then just go, let's see if we can get him by 32 teams or 31 other teams <laughs> and see if we can get him back onto our practice squad. And there's that case of like, okay, well, why are you holding on to him? Right. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. okay, we saw John Wolford in a, in a stretch and we still have some pretty good confidence in him. But again, Matt Stafford, what is that? What is his health going to be this season in a new situation, a new O line? You expect him to play all games. Um, but what if it doesn't work out, right? And what if we do need a filler? And now all of a sudden you're looking at Bryce Perkins as being a backup guy. And you never want to have to think down this road. But man, he is a talented guy that you could also say, hey, just like John Wolford that's hang- hung around this roster for a couple years now, like, is he waiting in the wings for, you know, Stafford's on what a two year deal right now? There's expectations yeah. that, you know, he's talked about, oh, I can play for another, you know, six, eight years type of stuff. But is that going to be here in LA in two years? Are we going to say, hey, that was a good Matt Stafford run and it never really worked out or it did or whatever it is, right? And, and we go other way. Are we then drafting or have we developed guys like John Wolford and Bryce Perkins that, you know, we don't have to mess around looking at the quarterback or trading draft picks to try to go and get somebody. We, we've kind of built them in house. So that's my value for Perkins is, and that's, what's going to be exciting watching him get the full game, right? Duck, you're gone. Mm-hmm. He is, he's out, <laughs> right? Um, and, and that was pretty clear in the, the previous game, but this is, this is Perkins show to run here and it will be interesting to see him play four quarters and you know the consistency he can bring and obviously uh you know he's a third stringer for a reason maybe it has been opportunity maybe it's you know his skill level is there yet but i'm excited about this guy i i would love to see him stick around i think if he gets kicked um you know off to where other teams can claim him i think he will get claimed there's enough teams around this league that do not have talent like that sitting at two and three on the chart. And there's a lot of teams that carry three quarterbacks. McVay hasn't been one of those coaches in the, in the past. And that's what makes this a little sketchy when you're thinking about it. But um, that is definitely something we're watching. And then, you know, as we talked about earlier, like Chris Garrett, are you for real? Um, Just kind of, again, going back to Jordan Rodrigue and, and kind of seeing her uh, tweet today that they're really thin outside linebacker today. Floyd's taking a veteran day. Oboe got a stinger earlier and is not playing. Uh, Lewis is practicing, but just a little bit. And she's seeing a lot of reps for Hollins, Lawler and Garrett on the first team. Like this is their shot to be in practice with the first team play next to guys like Aaron Donald, try to be able to fit into this and show that you can, you can be there. And then in this game, can you go out and make big plays again? Because that's a position group that we need depth at, right. And unlike the quarterback where you're going, I feel pretty good with one and two. Um, and then you start looking at what we talked about earlier at running back going like, man, do we really need three quarterbacks when we, we are in almost in my eyes, not, I don't, I don't know if I want to go as desperate as in desperate need of another running back, but yeah, I'd almost be willing to do that. So I, I wish I could see like who the final 10 guys are and how many spaces <laughs> are left. And that would make this question a lot easier, but um, man, I, through this process, just like you've kind of been on Twitter and just kind of, you know, screaming from the mountaintops, how, how fun it is to watch this guy. I don't want to see him go, but you know he's not going to play if he's hanging around, but I just don't want to see anyone else get him and and miss this opportunity to have a, a really you know stud backup that can kind of develop over the years. You know what's funny when you said that was your fantasy, my friend. We have very different fantasies, um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's my McVeigh, you know, coach fantasy. I should have been more specific. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> you know, I dream of other things, but yeah, yeah. Um, me just McVeigh, only McVeigh. Yeah. 
<laughs> Keep it. Yeah. If if your uh, if your fiance is listening, all right. Strictly football here. All right. Yeah. Nothing else to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I think I agree. I like this guy. He's not clearing thirty one teams in terms of the waiver priority. I, I just don't think he is. Like he could legitimately be a quarterback too for a lot of teams. I think yeah. and. You know, if you want to even stash this guy on your roster and potentially trade him at some point, that could happen. I mean, you look at way back when, when the Eagles traded Kevin Cobb after like three good games in the NFL to the Arizona Cardinals at the time, they got a good cornerback in Dominique Rogers Cromartie for him. And I think it was like a second round pick. And I'm not saying you're going to get that for Bryce Perkins, but I'm saying teams are desperate for quarterbacks. They will do weird things for guys that have flashed anything. And this guy looks pretty good. So I would personally keep him. I think there's just too much value to let him go. Don't trust, you know, trying to let him go and clear that waiver wire process. Don't think it would happen. So I would personally keep him. And in terms of looking towards this last game, you know, I don't think there's going to be anything crazy going on here. I just want to see more of Perkins. Uh, Can he continue to develop? Because he looks like a guy who's getting more comfortable with more playing time under his belt. And mind you, this is a guy that was a rookie last year. So he did not have a preseason, did not get the you know, luxury of having all these different things where this is basically his rookie season. Let's just call it that. So good to see that stuff happening. And I just want to see more of Tutu Atwell. 13 targets, maybe a little bit rich for me. But at the same time, this guy's probably not going to touch the ball a ton this season. Maybe, you know, 25 times on the offense, maybe 30 times, something like that. 35 times. You don't really have to worry about that durability too much this season. So get him some run. Let him learn this playbook. He was behind, you know, he missed those 10 days with the COVID stuff during training camp, of course. So he is a little bit behind the eight ball. And I just want to see more of him. I want to see a little bit more explosiveness. Uh, Some of those routes, that stuff looked awesome. That downfield shot didn't work. You know, it wasn't completed, but I love that stuff. I want to see more of this guy. This is your best time to develop him. He's not going to get a ton of run in the regular season, I don't think. And why not bring another, you know, punter turn uh, for a big return? Because it looks like he's the guy that's going to be the leader in the clubhouse right now. And I listened to his press conference the other day, and he sort of hinted at that. Somebody asked him, I can't remember what they said. Uh, They asked him something about Raymond Calais and how he got hurt and the punter turn duties there. And he said, yeah, Raymond was the second string guy. So now we're going to need someone else to step up and take his spot. And so I think he was basically you know, inferring that he was the top guy, which he definitely deserves to be, in my opinion. So this is a guy who I think has a lot of potential, and this is your best time to try and actually develop these guys. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of storylines to look out for in this game. Of course, we're going to continue to cover that throughout the rest of the week, and we are going to dive into the recap after the game on Saturday evening. It is the last and final preseason game for the Rams before a nice week-long break. And then the kickoff to the 2021 NFL season. We're almost there, folks, a few weeks away. So make sure to stick with us throughout it all. We're almost there. It's getting real fun now. Of course, you guys can come connect with us on Twitter at QB's MEP at LA underscore Rambling Bear and at Lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.